times I feel old like I'm going out of style So I turn down the music on my FM dial I beg of you to come and listen for a while And look at this wonderful world through the eyes of a child what is going on, Beards and Brodies? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. You know who the hosts are. You know who's running the show. You know that it is the GM and the commissioner. And for the first time ever, we are bringing to you a post-game reaction. It has literally been less than a half hour since the Rockets won Game 7, ultimately, against the Oklahoma City Thunder in the very first round of the playoffs here in 2020 rockets win 104 to 102 and like i said this is a live post-game reaction i have to ask the gm how are you feeling your heart palpitations have they slowed down uh, your blood pressure's high are you, are you feeling okay now you feeling a little bit better i feel a little better i honestly i i'm in disbelief like as a houston sports fan we all expect the worst and hope for the best but always expect the worst. But jeez, just the way the drama and everything unfolded, it's it, it was almost like they really wanted us to lose, especially with CP3 campaigning for that fucking call and the way that they just gave in to his demands. It blew me away. I mean, the turnovers on turnovers on turnovers, it just seemed like this wasn't going to end, but the tired legs is what came through. Yes, but absolutely. Yeah. In just the sense that it was a game seven and you're the people will will their team to a victory like the stars. And sure enough, James Harden came through when it really mattered, not on the end that you expected, but on the defensive end. Yes. And he did it. He did it against a player, a certain player uh, that had dropped. 30 points who ended up putting himself in the same realm as Kobe and LeBron to be someone 21 years and under to score 30 plus points in a, in a playoff game. I just have to say this. How about you, Dort Lou? Age 20, 231 pounds. And he goes, and James Harden goes, now go and take that shot. Cause no one taking the series away from me. That's how I felt from that moment. When James Harden got that block, you are talking absolute big time. And, and, and we watched it live. Like we were watching it with y'all and it was so interesting. And we had our, we had friends in here. We had friends with us, uh, watching tonight. Shout outs to Julio and Jay, uh, day one bros in terms of, uh, Rockets basketball. They're always with us during the big games. So shout outs to them. Appreciate y'all coming out and, uh, enjoying the game with your bros. But, um, yeah, like we were going down the stretch of this game and I was just like, man, like he, it's it's James Harden. Here here he is. He's he's doing his James Harden thing. He looks disinterested. Offense is askew. He's not doubling up on speed or running his game. He's he's literally playing exactly like you expected him to, right? Exactly. On the offensive end. But defensively, even before the block, he was actually playing very, very well, putting his hands, putting his hands everywhere defensively, getting blocks. That wasn't his only block. I think no. on the th- um, let me let me pull it up. Let me pull up the stat line real quick. Hang on, I got some for you. Oh wait, nope. Oh, I don't have the, I don't have the stretch stat line. I only have the start. Uh, I only well, have James the first had three. three blocks. Three blocks. So, and if I recall, I think two of those blocks were were within the last five minutes of the fourth quarter because he did have a block. He did have a block against I think Shy. Yeah, Shy Gilgis Alexander on the drive to the bucket. It was Shire or Truder for sure. Um... But what I can say is just that 
the defense was just top-notch. Granted, there were still opportunities for OKC to win, take the lead, but you can see that the Rockets wore them down. Wore them down. All the shots were short. Yes. All and, the shots and, were and short. You, and you saw, we, 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 what have we always said for years, is the battle of attrition. And there are things that this Rockets team always does. They love to wear teams down. And granted, we get just as tired, but our will, I feel like, in the heart is always stronger. Outside of 2018, um, against the Warriors in that seven-game series, I felt like we've worn a lot of teams down. And this is kind of how we do it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Regardless of who is on the team, it's always like a collection of like a Harden, PJ, and you know, and the other assortment of players that accompany them, like the stars, like a you know before CP3 and now Russell Westbrook, uh-huh. now and obviously Robert Covington. Shout out for having the probably the biggest game of his career ever. Oh, hand, oh hands down, this was the Robert Covington game. Absolutely, I will call it hundred percent. Oh yeah. I was calling. I was saying it too, and I was saying yeah. that I was like, "Yo, this is, this is shades of Robert Ory here yeah. playing clutch and big time moments. This isn't okay. Yeah, it's a first round, but it's a game seven, and we have to and we have to discuss that because Covington yeah. Covington himself was playing so huge on both ends of the court. But of course, granted, you can pick you can nitpick his weaknesses. He just could not stay in front of Chris Paul. That was probably his biggest weakness. Yeah, in the and, last and, two games, and, and we were okay yeah. with that, considering that last game Chris Paul went off. But I told you in the last podcast, CP3 is not going to go off for two straight games. He's too no. old. Mm-mm. He doesn't have it. He can't do that anymore. So, in the sense, I'm so glad he got that out of his system for Game Six because we haven't seen a Chris Paul play well in any Game Seven. In that matter, I mean, maybe outside of what the Clippers Spurs Game seven in 2015 before playing the rockets yeah that was the last good game seven chris paul has had that's mm-hmm. six years and what i can say for you like record wise the rockets two and oh against chris paul in a game seven yeah now officially two and oh yes. dating back from the clippers rocket series in 2015 and this shows that james harden in the harden era is two and one in game sevens for the rockets the only loss that they took was in 2018 the the you know, the thing that never Sans usually happens, Chris 0 for Paul. 20, Sands, Chris Paul, 0 for 27 from three. So much, you know, so much categorical errors that you can't even, like, begin to, like, comprehend. So, two and one, um, two and, two and one in this era. We talked about, let's let's dive into this now, uh, GM. We talked about this last episode, uh, Harden's legacy and how legacy was going to play a big part of it. It was headed towards that direct, it was headed towards the direction of uh, trending negatively and, and towards Harden's direction. We felt like that. Westbrook, obviously, not still, his feet is, wasn't completely under him. He did play well. Westbrook played very decently. He scored 20 he tr- points. He tried very hard. Um, the legs might not have been there. Maybe why he missed a lot of jimmies at the rim. The legs just mm-hmm. might not have been there. Yeah. Because you need a lot of support when you go up for those layups. Uh-huh. So let's talk about that. How how Harden and Westbrook both, in a way, kind of salvaged their legacy by winning this game and in the fashion that they wanted. Justin, how did you how did you feel uh, watching Westbrook and Harden just down the stretch from our two stars? I feel like. Okay, let's go start with James Harden. I honestly was getting very irritated with him on the offensive end. He just didn't seem like he he wanted to push. He didn't want to push too hard. It looked like almost he wasn't comfortable. But in the sense of defense, he played so well. He looked like he was everywhere. The hands of all of these guys on defense as a collective unit is on another level. From what I've seen, like everything that we have seen 
from this team collectively on the defensive end is mind-blowing. Like, I've never seen a team collectively play this hard, and they've completely bought into the sense of the way that they play defense. Like, you just see how... Okay, I don't know how many times we've seen Steven Adams in the paint going for rebound, and how many Rockets were in the paint with him. At least three each every time. time every single time these yep. guys were crashing the boards like there was no tomorrow and that's the type of effort that you don't see on a normal basis with this team but the fact that it was a game seven these are outstanding circumstances this team said fuck it we're going all in and that is something that just if you're a rockets fan and you saw this team play you have to be proud of the effort that they put in win or lose but yeah, they tried. They tried really they, hard. They were, they were all in, and you can see that this team not just has bought into themselves, they bought into D'Antoni, they bought into the system. So you can see it that they believe in it. It's just a matter of execution. So shout out to the team for everybody. It's just a Russell Westbrook who's going out there eighty percent, I would assume, and that guy played hard. Well, we and, and we knew was that pushing. We knew that he was going to play really, yes. really hard. He didn't make as many mistakes this game. He didn't turn over the ball either, not very often, but he pushed. At least you want to count turnovers as his missed layups, but he played so well tonight. I was very happy with his effort, with what he gave and what he brought. Yeah, he didn't... Um, I, I wouldn't call his layups turnovers because of the fact that, bottom line, he didn't turn over the ball. I mean, he played exactly as I wanted him to play. He played with a lot of heart. He... Um, he's getting his legs back better. It's getting better and better each game. He's getting, his legs are getting better under him. He's starting to gain more confidence when he's driving to the rack. He's going into the post more. This is how you saw Westbrook in the pre-pandemic era and the, some of the best stretch of his entire career up until March. When he would, when Harden would go to the bench within the three minute mark left into the third quarter and then he'd come in. And then he would, uh, Westbrook will come back in for Harden and then he'd take over. And then usually that lead will stretch from like, will stretch from say like a, a five point lead when Harden goes to the bench to a f- 10 to 15 point lead because Westbrook, once Westbrook gets on, it's a whole new pace into the game. You kind of saw shades of that. It may not be perfect right now. It may not be perfect, especially in a game seven, but you have to feel, you have to feel, um, what's the word? Encouraged by the fact that Westbrook was at least trying. He wasn't hesitant. He was going into the paint with reckless abandon. He was posting up. He was attacking, slashing. And at some point, that, that dam's going to break and his game is going to open up again. Absolutely. Granted, as long as he doesn't get any setbacks yeah, with the quad. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone, uh, everyone, if you're with us, go ahead and hit your quad twice to, uh, for and uh, send send that over to Westbrook. Everyone light <laughs> light the candle of prayer for our Russell Westbrook. Absolutely, you know, because we're gonna definitely need him at uh, better health against the Lakers. But you know, like what we got right now is just enough to get past the Thunder. Absolutely, what we do against the Lakers is gonna be a whole other story. It's a whole new ball game. It'll be for a whole new. It's definitely for a whole new episode. We're, we're for sure not gonna go much into the Lakers. This uh, this is just a. Post game reaction for y'all, just to kind of let y'all know what was going on with us and what was going on in our minds. All the anxiety, all the stress, all the um, yeah, all <laughs> all the high blood pressure situation. We felt that the anxiety attack was real. Uh, to let y'all kind of go get into it, we 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 have this uh, we have this old school Houston Rockets like f- not a foam ball, well almost like a foam ball, and we had to play catch with each other. 
just to lighten the mood, just to like, you know, just to just to pass the time almost because we needed that. And we needed that for ourselves because the anxiety was real because yeah. the game was so close. And and I alluded that to the GM earlier to uh, right after the game. And I was like, man, like you were right. Like you called it like at some point we were going to have to win a close game because there were three and oh against us in these close games. Each game, the Thunder won. They always went down the stretch. Now, granted, yeah. the lead, maybe yeah. the end score doesn't show it, but they hit more buckets down the stretch than us. Every win yes. that we had, yes. it was basically blowout. Well, I mean, so one had to give, right? Yeah. Pre-COVID, pre-shutdown of the NBA, the Thunder had 30 wins in clutch time. Um, where they were like, they, where they were up or down five points with five minutes left and they won 30 games. That was, that's like what three quarters of their wins already. Mm-hmm. And granted, they had the experience for it, right? But law of averages suggest that they won how many game? how many percentage can 75%? Mm-hmm. And how many yep. games did they win against us? Three, but they were not going to win four. Absolutely not. No. Law of averages will always average out. Just like Lou Dort hits five threes in the first half, he had one in the second, right? Or was it two? I don't know. But at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter because we don't have to see his face anymore. Like, just... Just getting through that series. This guy scored 30 points in game seven. Like, who would have thought? And that was it. That was the game. That was the story. That was the story. I, and I was saying that earlier, too. If yeah. Dort doesn't hit those threes... If, if Dort doesn't hit six threes... It's basically a blowout yes. because that's there's those will all basically be rebounds to the Rockets, which will lead to more scoring opportunities, which probably would have broken the game open. Absolutely, Dort kept them in the game, and 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 kudos to him. He had a great game, and I'm not going to hate because we actually won the series now. So now I can I can talk positively about these players. I can talk okay yeah. with these players. So Dort had the game of his life, and kudos to him because he played nails. But at the end of the day, he's still a rookie, and and that's what and and that that one play down in in the last second, uh, when Harden blocked him, it's a microcosm of of what a MVP superstar is, and what and 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 what a rookie is, and basically yeah. how it how you know it shifts and balances between the two, and how you can kind of see it. That was a microcosm of that in that moment. Harden played with the heart of a champion, something that we have not seen from him. I don't think ever. Now, what I would love for him to be the one that pull pull it up like Kobe and LeBron, and 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 give us the three to take the lead, or or give us a midi to take the lead. Of course, I'd love that. Of course, we would love that. The GM would love that. We've talked about it. We've talked about our visions of hopefully seeing Harden like that. But maybe he isn't like that. But maybe what he doesn't give us in offense, he's trying on defense. So that block right there. That's a big part. That's a big stepping stone in his legacy moving forward, because now his legacy is gonna take, is gonna take the biggest turn either for the best or for the worst. Because coming up now, which we'll record tomorrow, will be LeBron, and that's gonna be a huge matchup coming up. So that's legacy defining. That's right is absolutely legacy like defining. That's gonna define James Harden. Because let me tell you, like. This is going to be a, a a ratings kill for the NBA. Like, the fact that you get to see a James Harden versus a LeBron James in the playoffs. That's not something that you see normally. You didn't see that in the East. You didn't see a LeBron against a star like that in the East. You don't get to see that. Outside of his series is against Golden State. This is definitely the biggest series of a LeBron team against another team. Like, this is big. Huge. So... I just think that this is going to be something else. Um, it's going to be very exciting. We haven't seen this type of pressure on a LeBron. 
player-wise outside of Golden State. So this is going to be so different. And like you said uh, during the game, Kenny, you said this team is built to play against the Lakers. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I'm very curious to see. I don't know. I just don't, I don't want to talk about it yet. I yeah, want to. I want to. Yeah. Let's let's. I want to. This is what this episode's for. We're, we're meant wanna, to celebrate this. Yes. Win. I want to celebrate and just soak this victory in and enjoy it for the next 24 hours and be happy, jubilant, and relieved at the fact that we don't have to see a Chris Paul, a Dennis Schroeder, a Lou Dort anymore. Um, now we're it's on to stressing about a. Um, you know, receding hairline Alex Caruso, a blonde-haired Kyle Kuzma, and, you know, hopefully Danny Green bricks three is more like he did against the Blazers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, that, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll, that, that's, another, that's another thing for another day. So, tonight, we're just here to celebrate with y'all, to give y'all our live reaction to the postgame. Uh, Rockets take the series 4-3, to three, just like the GM, the commissioner, and Mr. Fundamental. Just as we predicted, just as we predicted, Rockets in seven with PJ Tucker hitting the game winner on a hitting the game winner on a, on a floater to the rim. Just as we predicted, exactly. Just as we predicted, PJ Tucker coming through at the end. It was big time. Um, one one oh, and and they won the series. Uh, and they won the game one hundred four to one hundred two. Justin, real quick, uh, before we cap it off here, uh, what's uh, give me your MVP uh, tonight? Robert Covington. Hundred percent. It's my MVP. Come on, man. Robert Covington, man. That's, that's, that's right, that, fine. That, we can we can agree on something. No, we're not going to agree. Nope, we're not agreeing. Nope, I'm not. I refuse to. <laughs> Covington. I told man. myself I wasn't going to agree. <sighs> yeah. Covington was the best player on the floor. Tonight. I'm going to go Co. Can I go Co? I'm going to go Co MVP. I'm going to give it to. Uh, I'm going to give it to Cove. Obviously. I'm going to give it to Harden. I'm going to give it to Harden. That that block was everything. Because. Percentages would have said Dort would have missed it, but man, you never know, man. He was playing out of his mind. He could have made yeah, that. Yeah. There are chances he probably could have made that. And knowing Houston sports, he would have made it. So I'm going to give it to co MVP here, uh, for Covington and Harden. So, okay. Good, uh, good take, good take. Um, give me one, give me one player that disappointed you on our team tonight. <laughs> the disappointment player of Austin the game. Rivers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Austin Rivers and offensively James Harden. Not gonna lie to you. Okay, all right, fair enough. I think seventeen points for him is inexcusable, but that's just me. If you're a top three player in the NBA, that's inexcusable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just goes to show how uh and it goes to show how a Dort and that Thunder defense was just probably getting to him physically too. Um not for tired legs sake, but probably just for like I don't know. But Harden only has one type of... He only plays in one type of direction. That's all. True. But I mean, let's just shout out to the Rockets, the number one ranked defence in the NBA playoffs so and far. And they continue to do it. And they continue to do it. They actually only gave up 102 points. But damn it, they, they beat my, my under. I had them... I kept Thunder under 100 tonight. But uh, that's okay. Uh, I took... I got the over on Gordon. He had 21 points. He hit five threes. And Justin, he shot six for 11. I won on all three. Congratulations. I got the overs on everything. I'm happy I lost. Because <laughs> if he went under we would have lost the series oh yeah well that's uh it's okay that's neither here nor there now because the rockets fucking won game seven rockets will advance we are gonna be showing more we're gonna be watching more houston rockets basketball it is not over we continue to play we continue this playoff run and you're gonna continue to get uh game coverage uh, from the Summit State of Mind, and we're all here for it. So, uh, once again, on a quick recap, 
Rockets win the series four to three in a, in a, in a sh- not a shocking, but in a, uh, in a very tough, rough, tumbling, stumbling game seven down the stretch. And they win it 104 to 102. The high scorer of the game was Robert Covington with 21 points. He actually tied it with Eric Gordon. Uh, Robert Covington, uh, me and, me and the GM's vote for player of the game, definitely. 21 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, three steals, three blocks. He shot seven of 15 overall from the floor and six of 11 from three, six three pointers. He got, uh, he matched, he matched with, uh, he matched with, uh, three point shooting god, Lou Dort. So <laughs> good for him. So, uh, very, uh, very good stuff. Very good stuff from UGM. Like I said, this is great. This is fantastic. It's what, it's what Houston Rockets needed. It's the type of pressure that they needed. Maybe they needed this when they move on to the next round. Maybe it's, maybe it hardens them. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no pun intended. It hardens them, gets them ready for the next series. And, uh, and I think the city of Houston needs it. Um, we really needed to see something positive here with everything happening lately. So we're excited. We're happy to see it. Uh, and yeah, so all all all's well that ends well, and we're moving on to the next one. Do you have anything anything else to say before we uh, end this quick bonus pod? I have two things, and they have to do with Chris Paul. One, apparently, Chris Paul was crying in his in his post game press conference. Boohoo! CP three, man. If you just stayed healthy, you wouldn't have had this. You would probably had a ring. We would have knocked Anyways, him out. Anyways, that's besides the point. Anyways, Chris Paul, uh, according to Mark Spears on Twitter, Chris Paul said that. Scott Foster pulled him aside and told him that he also was the ref when he lost game seven, 2008 to, to the Spurs. So apparently Chris Paul is hated by Scott Foster more than the Rockets. So yay. Yeah, we'll but you couldn't, t- but you could not tell because Scott Foster was definitely, uh, that would be my last take before uh, we, we close this episode. Uh, definitely Scott Foster. Yeah. Yeah. He, which, which team did he hate the most? But really, I mean, it looked like they were giving, they were trying to give us every reason to lose a lot of calls going similarly to that Rockets yeah. Warriors game seven. Oh, you know, I have one more thing to say. Okay, I just read something on. on Twitter. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So James Harden. Okay. I'm going to give him a little more credit here because this is actually mind, very mind blowing. I didn't realize he entered at the eight minute mark when the Rockets were down 94 91. He scored. And assisted on the final 13 points for Houston. All of them. James so, Harden. Really? The he last... scored and assisted on all of them. Jeez Louise. Okay. See, well, there you go. Outside of the point by uh, Cove, the free throw, all of it Harden MVP. Had, 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 had his fingerprints all over it. So, you know what? He deserves a lot more credit. That's why but I made I him my co MVP. I still said offensively he shat. He, he even said it too. He, well, he, he said played he like played shit. like shit, yeah. But. Harden deserves a lot more credit. Okay, um, good. And I'll give it I to him. I appreciate that. He definitely deserves it. Thank you. He does. Absolutely. Uh, once again, everyone, we're happy. We're elated. We're a jubilant. We're a swagged out. Some state of mind. Excited that we got to advance. And Rockets basketball continues. The playoff run continues. The one mission to a championship continues. And I want each and every one of y'all to continue to support this podcast but more importantly to continue and support this houston rockets team they need to feel the energy from y'all from the fans feel it send it send the lat love all the way to orlando and continue to support this team continue to support to support this podcast because i told pulled my brother aside and i told him I was like, we got to do a post game live reaction 
We have to. If we were going to pick a game to do it, had to be this one, right, Oh, Jam? yeah. Let's go. Let's we- go. We'll see y'all Friday. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. He's literally walking away. And the mic's down. All right. So, I'll have to end this on my own. <laughs> game, game one, Rockets and Lakers. And don't you worry, because we will be pumping out a preview pod episode, Rockets and Lakers. Stay tuned for that. But this right here is the post-game live reaction episode. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Continue to support this team. And just like the GM said, we'll see y'all Friday. The Summit. Four, four, four.